Minnesota Wild fire Dean Evison this afternoon and replace him with John Hines. This is an emergency podcast. This is your Wild Minute with Troy. This afternoon, the news came out that was somewhat expected, maybe not today. I thought it'd be another day if they lost to St. Louis that we'd find it out either after tomorrow night's game or on Wednesday, but Billy Guerin pulled the trigger either late last night or early today to dismiss Dean Dean Evason and try to go a different direction. So here's where the Wild ended up. They've lost seven in a row. They've lost 11 of 13. They are 5-10-4 with just 14 points, which is near the bottom of the Western Conference. If you listen to this podcast, you've heard my complaints. You've 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 watched the Wild. You know what's wrong, but you can't fire twenty players, so you end up fire, firing one coach. You know what this really is, and this isn't putting lipstick on a pig. But Dean Evason is a victim of his own success, with a hand tied behind his back, with about $18 million of dead salary cap money, the Wild have been playing for the last two years shorthanded with like players taking up about 82% of the salary cap. Simply, every other team has one and a half to two superstars more than you do. Yet, two years ago, 53-22-7. Dean Evison's Wild finished with 113 points and home ice advantage in the first round of the playoffs. Last year, with about 80% of the salary cap other teams had, Dean Evison's Wild went 46, 25, and 11. 103 points. Prior to that, 35, 16, and 5, 75 points. That was the COVID year. So... When the Wild did more with less, that was Dean Evason squeezing that orange, getting every drip of talent they could, more so grit and effort, making the playoffs every year he coached the team. And yes, first-round exits, not exclusive to Evason. Boudreaux knows a little bit about that. So does Mike Yo, although Yo did see him get too advanced to one round. But here's the bottom line. Dean Evason is a victim of his own success. Two 100-point seasons with a lesser roster because he pushed these guys. He got them to play gritty. He got them to play just physical, play a good, solid hockey game. And they overachieved. So here we are, 5-10-4, almost 20 games into the season, an 82-game season, almost 25% through the season. And the Wild have failed at every level with almost the identical team to last year. You cannot convince me, and no one should even try to mount the argument, that Dumba and Ryan Reeves being gone is the reason this team is 10 games worse than they were at this point last year. Let alone you got Maroon in. Let alone you got Brock Faber and Marco Rossi. You can't fire 20 players, so you fire the coach. It's the last straw. So now, when Billy looks in the mirror, he's looking at the reason this team isn't doing well or is doing well. This is all on him. I'll get to that in a second. Dean Evason couldn't get Kirill to get going this season. Dean Evason couldn't get Matt Boldy to score more than one goal through the first 25% of the season. 
Dean Evason could not get Marcus Johansson to return to his form last spring when they traded for him a second time. Dean Evason couldn't get the goalies, Gus Bus, Flower, to play like they did last year when they were 46, 25, and 11. Dean couldn't get those guys to do what they had done for previous seasons. So he got fired. They're really, and I mean this, there really are two, maybe three players in that room that can look in the mirror and know, you know, this sucks that Dean's gone, but I, I really did all I could for the Wild to succeed. And neither one of those players were on the ice last year at this time for the Wild. Number seven and number 23. Brock Faber and Marco Rossi have supported have I, I won't say surprised, but they've so far exceeded expectations in the first 19 games. We saw a little bit of it from Faber in the playoffs last year, and, and we didn't see it from Rossi through 17 games at the beginning of last season before he got sent down to Iowa for good. So here we're at. Here we are. The Wild. Uh, John Hines is now uh, coaching the Wild. Like I said in the open, he's been fired by Edmonton. He's been fired by uh, Nashville. <laughs> wild play at Nashville Thursday, by the way. That's going to be an interesting homecoming for John Hines. But tomorrow night, the Wild play uh, at home against the St. Louis Blues. I'd be remiss to mention Bob Woods, assistant coach, also got fired. Um, I I don't cheer for anyone to get fired. I'm not going to dance on anyone's grave, but... I actually thought they might fire Bob Woods and keep Everson for a while to see if things turn around. The Everson's in charge. I'm sorry. Woods is in charge of defense and the penalty kill, and neither one has played well this year. Now, there's plenty of reasons why. Spurgeon's injury, sure. But this is the same team, guys, that we had here last year. Same head coach. It's not like Everson is coaching a different way. And we'd be naive to not acknowledge that, yes, in hockey – Rarely do coaches leave on their own terms. Rarely does that happen. The irony when they announce John Hines, if they have a press conference tomorrow, he most likely will depart St. Paul at some point after getting the ax. That's the way the, the, the business works. We thought Dean didn't deserve it. We don't endorse the move. And we're concerned about some of Billy's decisions lately. I'll say it again, extending for no reason necessary before the season, extending Marcus Foligno and Ryan Hartman to a point where they're going to be making three, $4 million as fourth-line wings and, and the center made no sense. All it did was handcuff the team. So if you'd want to call up a couple of Carson Lamboses or some of these young up-and-coming stars right now, there's no room. Because the other thing you did when you when you extended Zuccarello and you extended Hartman and you extended Moose, you gave them no trades. So they can just sit here and they can just, you know, win or lose, they're here. Now, I don't question the effort. I don't question that they want to win. But there are a lot of players up and down this roster right now that are locked in. They have no trade clauses. And that just coincidentally, incidentally, sinks in with the drop in play. 
and the lack of performance by the team up and down the roster. We've talked about it before. We'll talk about it again. I'm not going to break it down tonight. This was an emergency pod. Dean's fired. John Hines is in. One subplot. Ryan Hartman got suspended two games for tripping from behind. It was inexcusable when he did it. He got penalized. That was a bad penalty to take, and it was compounded by a silly uh, suspension for two games, which he deserved. So the Wild move forward. They host St. Louis tomorrow night. I assume there'll be a press conference tomorrow morning, probably after the skate around. It's really going to – I challenge every one of you, watch the quotes from the locker room. It's going to be really interesting to hear what the players are saying. More than anything last night after – yesterday afternoon after that loss to Detroit was the quote from Pat Maroon, a three-time Stanley Cup winner, that said it's embarrassing in that room and they need to have more pride. When a player in the locker room talking about his own teammates says he's concerned that there's a lack of pride, that's a huge, huge red flag. That's an alert. That's bad. So um, I'd be surprised if this turns things around. I don't know much about John Hines. We'll all learn more as as we go. Um, But it's a disappointing day. This is a reflection on the current team. This isn't like they got rid of one bad apple and now things are good. This is a reflection on the underperformance and the underwhelming results that 17, 18 players on that roster have produced or failed to produce so far in October and November. Follow me on Instagram, Wildman at Troy. We'll, uh, after the morning skate around tomorrow, we'll set you up with the game, 7 p.m. We're here through thick and thin. The good news is, the silver lining is, this move does show, while I don't condone the move, it does show that owner Craig Leopold and GM Billy Guerin do not want to tank. That's nonsense, by the way. I have no room for people to tank for this, tank for that. They want to go to the playoffs. They want to be a winning team. They don't want to go through two or three years of misery. And then, by the way, draft the wrong player. You never know if that, you know, I always laugh about that with the tank crowd. It's like you're not guaranteed. You know, how about tank for Justin Fields? How'd that work out, Chicago Bears? Maybe this might not uh, age well if the Bears beat the Vikings later tonight. Who knows? Getting off track. But the bottom line here is it is a bad Western Conference. It's an even worse East um, Central Division. 85, 87 points might be good enough to get in the playoffs. And if that's true, the Wild have plenty of time to build their case and hopefully turn things around. And if they do, we'll give John Hines some credit and Billy as well. But let's be clear, this is an indictment on 17 or 18 players in the locker room, not on Dean Evason. This is your Wild Minute with Troy. We'll talk to you.